It is Mother's Day. Mother's Day. And, and when you think about getting to preach for Mother's Day, Chelsea goes last night, she's like, hey, babe. Carol, she sits at the table and says, so what you're preaching about tomorrow? I said, Mother's Day. She goes, tell me about it. I said, I can't ruin it. She goes, I know. I just want to make sure it's going to be good because you know it's Mother's Day, right? I said, okay, all right. I got to make sure I pull out the stops. We got to really preach the truth. But let me tell you real fast. I don't want to just preach a sermon to get through another Sunday and, and just say, because it's Mother's Day. I believe that there's revelation that God wants to give us on a Mother's Day that pertains to your life. Amen. I, I don't want to just fill another sermon because that's what we're supposed to do or preach about mothers. I believe that there is a purpose because I'll give you a secret about my life real fast and the way I think that got me in a lot of trouble when I was growing up, but it helps now. And that's the question, why? Anybody ever ask your parents why when you were a kid and you get that look like, I know you didn't just ask me why? Why? I love that question as a father. And they're like, why, daddy? Because well, I said so, right? But I'm an inquisitive mind, right? I used to take things apart because I wanted to know why it worked. I wanted to know why. And do you know what I asked? I, I, I went to the father this week and I said, father, you don't do anything by accident. You do everything by purpose. So why did you create mothers? I know that you created Adam. You breathed life to him. You, you, you formed him from the dust of the earth. And then you pulled Eve from it. Why did you have it to where we could be and have mothers? I mean, that, to me, he could have done it anyway. We could have sprouted from the ground. We could have fallen asleep. And then when we wake up, there's a child laying next to us. That's our child. Do you ever find it wondering to why God would even create it the way that he did it for us to have mothers? See, when I go to Genesis and God created Adam, he says, it's not good for man to be alone. But you know what also I feel like it says? It's not good for man to be all one because Adam was all together and God separated him. Why did he create Eve? Because it says he that finds a wife finds a good thing. Not thing, but thing. Let me teach you Caucasians. Fang, right? Okay, so it's not... Th th anyway. Um, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. And, and he could have had our children raised, but anyway, and brought into the world anyway, but he chose to bring it through mothers. So what about a mother can I watch where I can recognize God a little bit more? What about a mother shows me the attributes of God? Because I understand my job as a father, I'm supposed to show my children what God the Father looks like. But I also know that there's something in my wife that I watch her, I can realize what Jesus looks like a little bit more. If I look at my wife, I can get a better picture of what God looks like. So what is it about a mother that gives us a clearer picture of what God looks like? And today, I've got... Five things. Everybody say five things. Five things. I've got five things for you. And five things that I get to recognize what God looks like just a little bit more by here. Y'all ready for it? Give me a honk if you're ready. Woo. All right. And the first one isn't even a story about a mother, but it reminds me of a story of my mother and Chelsea. One of my favorite stories, and I noticed through all of these. Actually, I'm going to save that to the end. Ooh. Got excited there. 
One of my favorite parts of the story of uh, Luke 5.19, Jesus is in a building and there's no room to get the person in the house that needs healing. They can't fight it. They can't do it themselves. So what do his friends do? They get up on the roof and they lower him down through. And we always talk about the man that gets lowered down. We always talk about Jesus in the house, but we seldom talk about the ones that were willing to carry their friend that couldn't get on top of the roof and lower their friend down because that friend had no problem being in the background. Everybody say background. See, when I look in the scripture, I see in the background, even with, with, with Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jacob wanted the blessing but didn't know how to get it. So his mother finds a way to get him a blessing. I'm not saying that that should have been done, but it's just, it happened. Some of y'all need to see maybe what they're doing in California to lie about colleges and realize mom will do anything to get their kids into the right colleges. But he wanted to have the blessing over their child. And, and, and they were willing to do whatever it took. And I started to think about my mother. And everybody sees me now, but I started to see in the background of every major part of my life was my mom lowering me down from the roof because I couldn't have got there myself. In every major part of my life, my mom was there to find a way to pray for me when no one else would. Pamela is here because she had a mom that was willing to pray for her when no one else would. Chelsea and, and, and Sonny are here is because somebody like their mother was willing to intercede and pray for them. And in the background of constant support. See, as a father, I do things a little bit different. Kid wanders a little far and they fall and like rub some dirt in it, you'll be fine, right? If they hit themselves, guess what? They'll probably learn not to hit themselves again. But a mama wants to rush over and love on them. A mama always has their eye on it. Chelsea is so amazing that she watches everything that goes into my kid's body and what goes into their kid's skin, and she wants the best for them. For me, I'm like, I don't care what cap color it is, just get them milk. Chelsea goes, no, that one rumbles their tummy a little bit. We need to get the milk they get from almonds because it's better for their tummy. As a father, I could care less. I'm like, it's milk called milk. It's milk. It's whatever. But my wife understands my kids on a different level. See, as a father, I care about the broad spectrum and watch over all these things. And my wife is constantly watching every little aspect of my children's life. And I begin to see of the aspect in God in my life of that he doesn't just care about the big things. It says that if it even cares about the flowers of the fields and the sparrows of the air of how much he cares about you, I recognize that when I look at my mother. I recognize that when I look at my wife. I see that they are always there in constant support. Second thing that I see, here's the scene. Jesus is being brutally destroyed, around, uh, getting ready to be hung on the cross. And Peter, who was there a day before, says, I ain't going to leave you. I got you. No matter what, I got you. Where was Peter to be found? But where was Jesus' mother? Close enough to watch your son be brutally murdered. His best friends said that they were always going to be there, but yet mama was sitting there watching. 
The people that said they would always have Jesus' back all of a sudden were nowhere to be found and Jesus is there. And then in John 19, Jesus says, woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciples, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. You know who it reminds me of? It reminded me of my grandmother. Because I can tell you that every time we had a rough situation in our house and we got kicked out, guess whose door was always open? My grandmother's. Whenever we would run out of food, there was always food on grandma's table. Whenever we had an issue and my grandpa was like, oh, they're back again. What are y'all doing? You have your own home. And grandma says, shush, come on in. Your rooms are in the back. See, that's what I love about God is that sometimes we think through just a father's mindset of, hey, I told you four times. Now it's time for you to learn. But then a mama says, give them one more chance. Give them one more chance. I look at my wife and how many times they've done something crazy and I go in to discipline my children. Maybe they did something wrong to their mama. They hit her or something and daddy comes in to save the day and I feel like I saved my wife and two seconds later they're in her lap. I'm like, I was fighting for you. She's like, they didn't mean it, baby. They didn't mean it. I'm like, you didn't say that 10 seconds ago when you said come get your kids. But now you mean it? But isn't it amazing how a mother shows such a beautiful picture of mercy and grace that in one second they can't believe we did it, but in the next second they say, come here, baby, let me hold you. Let me show you what love is. My, did, my mom did that all the time. My grandmother did that constantly, and I see that with my wife all the time. Deuteronomy 3.31.8 says, And the Lord said, he is the one who goes before you and he will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. I can't tell you how many times we've had plans and I was exciting about them and excited and something happened. And Chelsea says, you know, we can't go now, right? And in my mind, I'm already there. I'm ready to go. Hey, she's fine. She's got a broken arm. She can go to grandma's. She'll be fine. And it's going to be hurting just as bad as if we're there or not. And Chelsea says, no, we need to be near them. We need to be close to them. And I get reminded so often that God doesn't want to just be a God that sits on a throne and watches from a distance. He's a God that is close to us. He's a God that never leaves us. He's a God that never forsakes us. He's a God that wants to be close to us in our moment of need. And I see that in a mother. He's not just the God that comes in and kicks the door. He's the God that will sit there until things are better. Chelsea, I think you had, a, was it when you had your wreck? And you were in your bed, and your mother would stay there close all through the night. I told my wife so many times, babe, it's going to be okay. They'll be fine. She goes, I know that, but I want them to know it's going to be okay, and us being home will show them that. There's a tender side to a mother that breaks down the very things that so often we throw up as protection. And a mom will just sit close and love when even when we don't want to be loved. Care for us when we don't even be cared for. And you want to be tender for us and never leave us because
because she knows that just as much as she wants to save it and fix it and do it, sometimes sitting next to us and just being there with us. When I see my wife do that for my children, I know what God's grace and mercy looks like a little bit more. Next, the phrase is, you'll probably never know. See, when I think of the Joshebed, Moses' mother, Moses' mother comes up and lays Moses in the water because she knows if not, Moses is going to die. And she had to make an ultimate sacrifice in the very fact for this child and the child maybe never know the sacrifice. See, dads, we want a shirt that says, I did this on this day because I'm a man. Mama doesn't need anybody to know. That's what I love. Mama doesn't always look for the credit. Mama will do it without asking. Chelsea will serve and serve and serve without asking for the credit. And it amazed me of how many times that God has been there and sacrificed for me and protected me and done things for me. And he never wanted credit for it. And I've never given credit for it. And I didn't give him praise for it, but yet he was there faithful. Aren't you glad we have mothers that were faithful even though we didn't know they were fighting for us on our own behalf? How many times that we were sitting there living in the midst of sin, but yet mama was at our bed praying where we should have been laying, praying tears over our beds and praying for us in the midst of it and standing strong. I get a little bit of picture of when I look what God looks like when I look at that. Mothers often go without and give the best they have for their child to be cared for. You know how many times my mom says she wasn't hungry when I didn't know her belly was probably starving, but she wanted her kids to eat? See how many times my mother was fighting for things that I didn't see? See, I get a little better picture of that when I look at Pamela. Because in the minute, if you guys don't know, Pamela is my mother-in-law. She's one of the people that started this church. And she wants us to succeed so bad. And I can't tell you how many times that I don't know about she went to battle for our behalf. That she stood for us on our behalf. When people said, you really going to give that church to those young kids? They're going to ruin it. And she'll say, watch them fly. You, you can't trust a young 30-year-old with a church. You've spent all your time in that. And she'll say, watch them fly. Watch them go. Do you know where I get the phrase that my, that, that my floor is their ceiling? It's from her. See, a dad says, no, we need them to learn, boy. You need to break that ground. A mother says, no, 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 no. Come on, build right here, baby. Don't do that again. Start fresh. Start higher. Go higher, baby. You go fly. And there's so many times that I know that she's fought for us and prayed for us and sacrificed for us that we don't know about. And she doesn't sit there on the couch saying, you know what I did for you today? Because we'll, we, we probably won't ever know. And that reminds me of how many times that God has protected me, saved me when I should have died, when I should have been arrested, when I should have been in trouble, when I should have been lost, when I should have never been found. But yet God was fighting for me on my behalf when I never knew it, sending angels in charge on my behalf 
and standing before the Father, interceding on my behalf. I can't tell you how many times that I may never know, but that's what my God looks like. Intercedes for me when I don't want it. Prays for me when I don't think I need it. And fights for me when I don't even want to fight for myself. I see that when I see a mother. I see that when I see a mother. Next thing I'm reminded about a mother is how many times they hold down the fort. And it may just be them the one doing it. I'm reminded of Hannah who was weeping in the temple because she wanted a child and the priest thought she was drunk and he tried to kick her out of the temple. She says, no, I just want a child and her child becomes Samuel. Samuel anoints David. Jesus comes from the line of David. We all talk about Samuel. We all talk about Jesus, but no one talks about the woman that was willing to go to the priest and willing to go to the temple and pray and seek until it happened. We all talk about Samuel. No one talks about Hannah. We all talk about Pastor Chris. No one talks about Denise that was fighting for me and praying for me and seeking God for me. And as I fly, everybody goes, wow. And you got to know I had somebody in the temple praying for me on my behalf. And, 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 and seeking. How many times have we talked about that men have stopped going to church and mothers were the one going to church. Grandmothers were going to church. When dad said, I'm too tired, mama said, get up. When dad says, I'm not much of a church person, mom told everybody in the family to get up. Mom was the one that kept it going. I can tell you this, some churches would have closed if it wasn't for mothers that kept going. Some churches would have died if it wasn't for mothers that kept serving. Some churches would have not had ability to keep going if it wasn't for mothers that showed up knowing they might get in trouble for going to church, knowing they might get persecuted by their husbands for going to church, knowing that they might have caused issues at home. But oh, what it is when a mother stays faithful when no one else is faithful. I bet some of you out here, and I can tell you this, when I have my dumb moments, my wife will be the one trying to stand up for me. He doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it. And she'll protect me. How many times did your mother stand up for your dad or stand up for your situation and stand strong knowing she was hurting on the backside? I know mothers that you maybe even know that took the beating so their kids didn't have to, that took the drunk punch so that their kids didn't have to, that took the lashes so their kids didn't have to. How many times did a mother take the bad mood? How many times did the mother take the issue because the dad was an issue? I'm not saying all dads, and I'm not trying to beat up dads. I just know too many mothers that stood when no one else would. I know too many mothers that would pray when no one else would. I am here because I had a mother that prayed and fought for me. I'm here because I have a wife that loved my children. And even when I, as a pastor, would forget to pray over my own children, would nudge me and say, go pray for your kids. Would nudge me and say, go have communion. I had a wife that would remind me and fight for me without the credit. When I think about Hannah... What amazes me in 1 Samuel 1, 26-28, when she was talking to the priest, she says, I'll give him back to you, God. If I have a son, I'll give him back to you. And then verse 26, she said, Oh, my Lord, 
as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. This child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore, I have lent him to the Lord as long as he lives. She, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshiped the Lord there. When I went to Bible school, I was amazed my mom hadn't cried yet because she was taking me to Texas to drop me off. And I was amazed. On, and I began to think of all the times she fought for me and stood for me. That if it wasn't for my mama, I wouldn't have got to go to Bible school. If it wasn't for mama, I wouldn't have been able to do what I was supposed to do. If it wasn't for my mama, I wouldn't have been able to go and, 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 and follow the calling on my life. But my mama had to have a Hannah moment that said, Father, I prayed for him. And, you, and, and I told you, if you would just get him straight and have him follow me, I'll give him back to you. And when my mom was leaving Columbus, she had a Hannah moment to give me back. And my mom is in Alabama. And I can tell you this all the time. She says it breaks my heart. We're not close enough. But Chris, you have a calling on your life. And I would be selfish if I kept you from myself when there's a calling you're supposed to fill in Texas. And I get to see what God does in my life when he says, listen, I'm going to sow you into a place. And it's going to be costly. And it's going to be hard. But oh, it's going to be worth it. When my mom sacrificed for me to be there. And she's not here. And it's hard. But she knows she's sowing for your behalf. So let me tell you, you are eating the fruit of the decisions of, De of Denise that lives in Alabama. You are eating the fruit of a woman that was willing to pray and stand strong. You're eating the fruit of a godly mother. But do you know what else that means? It's easy for me to preach up here. Have you seen me how to change a diaper and take, me to, take anybody to the bathroom yet? No, you haven't. Have you, have you seen me had to wrestle my kids while I preach? No, you haven't. You know why? Because I have a wife that's willing to serve alongside so that I can be on stage and preach the gospel. And never once has she asked for any recognition. Never once has she asked to be on the stage. Never once. So let me tell you, behind every powerful word the anointing preaches out of my lips, no, I have a wife that is praying for me and standing for me and watching my kids and supporting me behind it. So when you see me, it's not just Chris Larson, because Chris Larson is tied to a good thing. Being a mother. I'm proud of you, Chelsea Larson. And you look and you look hot today. Anyway. Mm-mm. And the last thing, my water keeps falling. I'm just going to leave it there. You know the amazing part that I get to have with my wife? Is that young men, if you don't know this yet, pregnancy is always not nice to a woman's body. I watched my wife go through preeclampsia. I watched my wife sacrifice her body in order to bring a child to the world. I watched my wife sacrifice her body and her body shows the marks of carrying children into the world. And you say, what does that have to do with Jesus? Because Jesus 
bears the marks of bringing a new creation and paying the price for the children. Do you not know that the very thing that was supposed to be a curse upon the woman is a reminder to the enemy that what you tried to do to get them to eat the fruit, and yes, there's going to be a curse upon their life uh, uh, that you're going to have to the bear children is now. It's just going to be a reminder that my Savior died upon the cross and bore wounds upon his body to bring the chance of a new creation and a new life. So when I see my wife's body and she says, oh, I've carried children, I'm like, no, it's beautiful because it reminds me of Jesus. I see a woman that was willing to sacrifice her body on my behalf for my children. It reminds me of Jesus who sacrificed his body on my behalf. So mothers that carry children, I thank you. Now some of you say, Pastor Chris, I've never had a child. Some of, you have, some of you have carried children spiritually through prayer. Some of you are godmothers that have interceded for children. Some of you are spiritual mamas that when they come here, you know, at church, you got about five or six mamas you got to go say hi to. You know, you got to go love and you got to go say hi to them. And if you get in trouble, you're going to get in trouble by all five and six mamas too. See, there's some spiritual mamas out here that have prayed for kids that are not their own, that have lost sleep for kids that are not their own, that have taken communion for kids that are not their own. I thank you for the spiritual mamas out here that they may not be your DNA but they would not have DNA if it wasn't for you praying if it wasn't for you interceding thank you spiritual mamas that stood in the gap when some people didn't know how to I can remember see I've got a few mamas one is Mama Risa Mama Risa Bird if you're watching I love you Mama Risa Bird was Mama Risa Bird didn't play. She would love me like a real mama and she would whoop me like a real mama. And I remember when I said, Mama Risa, I need you to meet Chelsea. Now she met one of my girlfriends before and she was about from he to you. And she got that close and she looked at me and said, uh-uh, child, that ain't the one. And walked off. I said, Mama Risa, I want you to meet. She said, not the one, darling. Bye. That's rude. Guess what? She met Chelsea and hugged her and said, oh, darling, this is the one. So you've got to never meet Miss Risa, but you're eating the fruit of a spiritual mother in my life that interceded and prayed and poured wisdom into my life when no one saw it. And do you know what's beautiful about it? In a day where we're seeing racism and injustice, do you know what color Mama Risa is? She ain't my color. She's not my pigment. So let me tell you, some of you need to realize that you got spiritual mamas in your life that got a Mexican flavor and an African-American flavor and a Latin flavor and an Asian flavor. I'm telling you, oh, what it is when a mama that loves on a son that's not even her color but calls me her own. That's my mama, Risa. She was breaking down walls of racism before people even knew it should have been broke down. I'm here because of mama Risa's. I'm here because of spiritual mamas that loved for me and prayed for me and sowed into my life when other people saw just a snotty-nosed kid from Alabama. But do you know one of the most powerful things that's amazing about every subject that I just said about here? Every one of them had no problem being in the background. Every one of them had no problem. And I think about mamas. We shouldn't just wait for one day to honor our mamas. 
We shouldn't just wait for one day to honor the spiritual mothers in our lives. They have no problem being in the background. Now, I do want to say this, because maybe there's some people out here who feel like the Holy Spirit's leading this. Some of you may say, Pastor Chris, that sounds great, but I wish I would have had that. My mom was abusive. I wish I would have had that, but my mom was never there. And I'll tell you this, God can heal you in a way you've never known, and you can be the first generation that starts of being spiritual mothers in your family. Just if you never received it and you didn't have it. I never met my, my, my biological father, but I tell you what, that breaks with me. So if you've never met your biological mother or your biological mother was abusive or you've had abusive mothers in your life, do you know you can be the one that stops that and you can begin godly mothers in your family. You don't have to be tied to that for the rest of your life. You can be freed. You can be healed. So I want to tell you, I'm proud of you because though what the enemy tried to destroy you by maybe having a rough family situation, it doesn't have to pass past you. It doesn't have to go on. But the enemy thought he could destroy you with an alcoholic mother. All he did was give you something to build a testimony out of so that you can say, my God is faithful and he's faithful and my grandkids will never taste what I tasted. I will be the walls that keep the flood from taking out another generation. I will be the walls that stop divorce. I will be the walls that stop alcohol abuse. I will be the walls that stop sexual abuse. I will be the walls because Jesus stood on a cross on a wall for me so that it didn't have to continue the curse in my life. So I need some mamas in here, some places that are willing to stop this now. I thank you, spiritual mothers and mothers, godmothers and grandmothers, grandmothers that took care of kids when mamas didn't want to, grandmothers that clothed kids when daddies didn't want to. Mamas that prayed when people didn't know how. You know what, Hannah? I feel like I'm supposed to say this too. Mamas that are contemplating abortion but decide adoption instead. That sometimes giving up a child is the best decision you can make to give that child to a family that can take care of it. Thank you if you're watching that. If there's any mamas that decided to give up for adoption instead of abortion, thank you for sacrificing. Thank you for giving. So today, I want to challenge you. Pray over your mamas today. Bless your mamas today. Speak life about your mamas today. Remember your mamas today. Because there's some people here that are sitting wishing they could have had another day with their mama. Reach out to a mama that was a spiritual mama in your life. Love on a mama today. Recognize what Jesus looks like and what God looks like by looking at your mama today. Man, this is going to be an amazing Mother's Day. Do you agree? Mm, hallelujah. Mm. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. For the opportunity it is to preach on a Mother's Day. I thank you that when I look at mothers, I see that you've never left me, never forsaken me, never forsaked me.
that I was never alone, that you were always near. That I'll never know the things that you fight for me and the things that you've kept back from me. I'll never know all the times that you held it down for me when I couldn't held it down for myself and all the times you sacrificed for me. I thank you that when I see my mother and I see the mothers in my life and I see my wife, I'm recognized what Jesus looks like a little bit more. Father, teach us what it is to forgive. Teach us what it is to bless. And teach us what it is to honor. We glorify you in the name of Jesus. Amen. We love you so much. Thank you for coming. Hey, make sure, did we, get, I think all the mamas got their flat, their, their stuff. Don't, hold on, we got one thing we're doing before we go. Where are we at? Where, are they out here? Uh, Laura. So, real fast, we have another baptism this morning. We're going to baptize someone else this morning. Alvin, is this, if you guys want to go ahead and come out, you guys can help out over here. And where's your mama to? Is your mama here, right? Mama, come on over. Some people say you got to be inside to do church stuff. You ain't got to be inside to do church stuff. We can baptize in the back of a truck. We've done it before. Amen? Amen. Come on, come on, come on. All right, Laura, go ahead and climb up in that truck for me. You know we got steps, but you can do it the hard way. It's good. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> now Laura make sure you scoot your knees up as far as to the front wall as you can there you go now we may have some new people here and I gotta explain what we're doing we're baptizing now some people might be thinking Pastor Chris why aren't you baptizing them doesn't the pastor have to baptize them you show me the scripture that it says that and we'll start that I'm sorry, but it reads, it tell, Jesus tells his disciples, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we're training people to baptize. You don't have to wait for the pastor to baptize. We can baptize. You can do it. Dads and mothers and friends and fathers, you can do it. So this is what we're doing. We're discipling right now the next generation. And I thank you so much for the opportunity to do this. So, Lord, we're going to pray over your destiny. Hey, actually, Manny. Manny, will you pray over her real fast for me, sir? Here, I'll give you the mic, brother. He's going to pray over her real quick. Y'all just pray with us right now. Oh, Father, we thank you. We bless your destiny. Mm. All has passed away. All has become new. <laughs> yes, Father. Hallelujah. Now, Laura, with your right hand, hold your nose, and your left hand, hold your wrist. All right. Y'all ready? Well, she's she's really baptized when the bubbles stop. So you just it's up to you. Yeah. All right. 
And Laura, we speak life over your destiny. We speak life over your purpose. There is a plan for you. There is a calling upon your life. You are called to make Jesus famous from generation to generation on. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for her life. Laura, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So just wait for us to dismiss you. We love you. Have an amazing Mother's Day.